Welcome to Business Chit Chat, a podcast from Headwaters RC&D and Butte Local Development. I'm your host, Kayla Lappin, the Director of Marketing and Business Recruitment, and on this episode, we are going to be talking about my top three social media tips for businesses. First things first, though, Headwaters RC&D and BLDC, also known as Butte Local Development Corporation, are local and regional nonprofit organizations focused on the economic vitality of Southwest Montana. We serve Anaconda Deer Lodge, Beaverhead, Butte Silver Bow, Granite, Jefferson, Madison, and Powell County, seven counties. If you're in Silver Bow County, BLDC is nearing the end of our 2023 annual membership campaign. When you become a member of BLDC, you directly support the economic development and well-being of Butte Silver Bow. This podcast, small businesses, and so much more. So be sure to become a member today. Go to bldc.net and click on Member Center. Okay, today's episode is all about my top three social media tips for small businesses. If you've listened to an episode before, you know that I am a small business owner. I've been in marketing um, and social media since about 2012. I have a degree in communication. Um, One of the first things that happens when I meet with clients about their marketing is that they will drop this sort of statement out of their mouth. I need to be more present on social media. Gosh, I need to post on social media more. And a couple of things happen to me when this happens. I immediately get alarm bells that start going off and in my head because I'm like, this client is putting a lot of pressure on themselves, one. And two, social media, we have a thought going on here when we get into that thought process of like social media being like a magic bullet to your marketing and the end all be all. And one other thing that goes off in my head is that's kind of a truth bomb here is that there's a reason you haven't been posting on social media. And one of that reasons is not because that you have a million things going on and that you're too busy as a business owner. And you guys, I am a business owner myself. I have my own business. I work full time. I'm a mom. Social media is one of those things that we can easily get in our head about. And here's the truth bomb. It's not any of those things. It's probably that you actually have a fear of being seen, especially online in a social media space where people are constantly liking or not liking or judging your stuff, it's more likely that you have a fear of being seen online or a fear of public speaking. That's actually probably (laughs) what's going on. I would guess 100% of the time. Okay, maybe 92% of the time versus you just don't have enough time. Because here's the thing. If you have a fear of something, you're naturally going to be inclined to not do it. We are human beings and our biology is hardwired to keep us safe. And so if you have this fear of being seen in your business online or posting or putting your, a picture of yourself or putting your life's work, which is often, you know, those of us who are entrepreneurs, this is our life's work. This is what we do. And so when we go to post and be present on social media, Bam! There's everything we've ever worked for in our lives on record for public opinion and they now get to like it or not like it or share it or not share it or engage with it or not engage with it. And so for most of us, the default setting is don't do that. And the reason being your biology is hardwired 
to keep you safe. Your nervous system is responsible for keeping you safe. And so when you think about being seen online in your, in your body, even if you just took a minute here and thought about, oh my gosh, putting my, my face, a picture of me doing what I do in my business online, how does that feel in your body? Some of us are naturals and might be totally fine with that. We're posting all the time. But I'm willing to bet that most of us are like, oh God, don't do that. Please don't do that. And so that's what's showing up is it's not that you suck at posting or you don't have enough time. It's that your body and your brain is doing its job and it's keeping you safe. And you know what's safer than posting? Not posting. (laughs) So I want you to just take that in for a second here because a lot of time business owners, when I hear them in this state, it's like they're, they're already beating themselves up. They're already thinking, oh my gosh, if I'm not on social media, then my marketing is shot to heck. And that is just not the case. What, what my top tip is, um, and I'm going to get to that, is basically you're working for safety in social media. That's like the ongoing theme here, um, is getting your body your mind, your business to a place of safety and equating posting on social media equals safety, not equals judgment of my business and I'm going to ruin my life (laughs) by posting about something. Um, And social media, I'll just come out right, I'll just outright say it, it's not for everybody. Social media might not be the way that you are going to market to your audience. Now, I encourage you to try it because it's a free and an amazing tool to use for marketing and it can work for you but I also want you to have this sort of cognizance going in of like whether this is for you or not because it doesn't have to be your end-all be-all so I want you to think about that too as you go through this and then the other theme in this is create what will you ask yourself the question And if it would be helpful for you, I want you to get out a piece of paper and take some notes for the rest of this podcast because I'm going to go through my tips here. And the first thing, the overarching goal is I want you to forget about sales and forget about how many posts you're going to do or what the right style of post is. And I want your first goal to be how can I feel safe to post on social media because that's what's going to stop you from posting down the road. How many of you have started a posting schedule and then just fallen off because you're like, oh my gosh, that was exhausting? Or, you know, other ex- other things kept, crept in like, oh yeah, I stopped having enough time all of a sudden for that. Or this came up and I just couldn't do it. And those are sneaky ways that your brain is keeping you safe <laughs> from doing something really that might be fearful and doesn't feel right in your body. And so I know, why would I bring this up when it comes to social media? Because it's what's going to stop you from being successful. If you don't feel safe, if that's like the basic premise of like, this isn't for me and my brain's going to constantly figure out ways to get out of posting on social media, then you're going to, that's, that's the magic bullet right there. That's what you need to focus on first. So how can I create that safety? And my top tip for that is create a system of challenges for yourself that sort of gets you into that nervous system testing whether it's going to be comfortable for your, for you or not. And so I'm going to get into that with tip number three. Um, and so 
all of this sort of brings me back to tip to step one here. So we've got this overarching goal, feel safe enough to post on social media. Step one after that safety is define what success looks like to you. Um, does that sound familiar if you listen to episode two of this podcast series? Well, that's because in order to make your social media work for you and truly allow your business to shine, you've got to get out of your own way. And that means being realistic about what your goals and capabilities are on social media. If you're already struggling to post, then don't make a big deal out of this. If you're, if, if you're struggling to post as is, we don't need to make a big deal out of posting. Seriously, it, it actually doesn't matter whether you post on social media or not. Is that one post going to be the difference between a client and no clients? Maybe, but we can't definitively say that, especially if your clients are coming from word of mouth, if your clients are coming from um, other sources like radio or print or even just people walking by wherever your business is at. And it varies so much by industry. Let's just say your construction company, for example. Your client acquisition is going to look a lot different than someone who owns a boutique shop. And so I'm talking in general to small business owners here, and I encourage you to book services with our Small Business Development Center. They're free. Um, the SBDC, the gals over in the SBDC are here to help. I always plug the SBDC during these podcast episodes because the SBDC is here to help you understand your market. Um, but, you know, keep in mind, everyone's acquisition of a client is going to look totally different. So I can't say that one social media strategy for, you know, this business over here, which is in the construction business, is going to be the difference between, you know, someone over here who's posting about what outfits they have in their boutique. It's totally different. And the audiences are different. And so it really doesn't matter. Don't make a big deal out of posting. I'm going to just tell you that right off the bat because dude a post is a post it's not the end all be all of your business and I think we build this perception up in our minds of at least I know I did as a business owner of like oh my god this post is make or break and I did that with every single post and so the first thing you got to do is just like toss it out the window like who cares it really doesn't matter and so I want you to get out a piece of paper and I want you to think about what success looks like to you and often success is a little bit different than what we've built up that narrative in our head to be like. So, um, for example, is success to you getting consistent? Write that down. Is success getting results like clients, conversions off of posts to be clients or people in your shop? Write that down. Is your is success looking like um, sales? Like what are you focused on in social media? Are you trying to reach a new audience? Are you trying to broaden your reach of who's coming to your business? Are you looking for new customers? Do you want to target your existing customers? Are you wanting to do a little bit of brand recognition? Are you looking to expand um, who you are in the community? Are you looking to gain community service points? Um, what is your goal with social media and what does that success what does a successful implementation of that goal look like? If you're not, if you're posting but you aren't getting the results you want, then your goal might be to pivot your engagement strategy. And I'm going to get into engagement down the road. Um, but that brings me to tip number one that I can give you. And that is something that in the social media world we call batching your content. 
So what do I mean by batch? So after, let's back up here a second. After you've defined success looks like to you, I want you to like pause and really take some time to dig into what that is for you. My top tip after you've defined that goal is to batch your content. Okay, so tip number one, batch your content. What do I mean by batch? I mean, pick a solid two to three to five hour chunk once a month to bust out some posts and photos that you are going to use over the course of the next two to four weeks. So write them all. Get Literally open up the notepad feature on your phone or Google Doc or a Microsoft Word document and start typing up posts and start taking photos of what you might want to use for your posts. And if you struggle with, here are some like bonus tips in here. If you're struggling with writing your content, I want you to think, open your mind up here and consider using artificial intelligence to write your content for you, specifically using ChatGPT. Now, if that just makes you want to throw up using a robot to write your content, then great. You need to give yourself more time to write your posts and you actually need to put it in your calendar. You need to figure out some way of accountability to make yourself sit down and do these posts because you're a business owner. Your job is running your business. Your job is running your boutique. Your job is running your psychology practice. Your job is running your construction company. It's not social media, but oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we're a one-man show. <laughs> and so that means that your content falls on you and you've got to just take that time. And so backing up to your goals and defining what success looks like to you, for example, if your goal is to be more consistent, then what does that look like? Give it we want our goals to be measurable and attainable, right? So if consistency is five posts a day, I want you to really think about whether that's going to be um, helpful for you. There's the SMART acronym when setting a goal, right? Um, and I want you to think about what, how you can create SMART goals, which is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. So giving yourself you know, that framework for creating for, for what your success looks like. So jumping back then to using artificial intelligence, because that's how my brain works, right? Chat GPT is free and you can get really specific and ask AI to spit out posts for you. So you can type into chat GPT, write me a Facebook post that sounds like you can insert the person you want to sound like. For some reason, when I wrote this out earlier, Martha Stewart popped into my head. <laughs> I don't know. So you could literally ask ChadGBT, write me a Facebook post that sounds like Martha Stewart promoting a free DIY crafting event. And it will spit out a post that sounds like Martha Stewart wrote a Facebook post. And boom, there you go. Time saved. The post is there. It's your to use. I recommend reading it before you just post it, but reading it and editing it and making it your own. This is a game changer, guys. If you have an influencer that you like in your feed, I always recommend like finding those accounts. Like let's just say you are on Instagram, right? And I recommend finding those accounts that you like that are similar to your business. And then, you know, seeing what they're doing that seems to be working for them and sort of mimicking that. There's nothing wrong with mimicking content. Obviously, make it your own. We're not here to steal people's content. Mimicking, though, is how you're going to find your own voice. Oftentimes, when you're finding your own voice, 
You end up mimicking someone else first. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying copy and steal. I'm saying, okay, I liked how they said it there. How can I say it similar to that in my own voice, right? And ChatGPT can do things like this for you. So that can save you a ton of time instead of having to figure out what to write in a post. Another thing to do as far as the photos and the content piece, you know, you've got the, there's a text part of the post and then there is the visual part of the post, which might be a video or it might be a photo. And I want you to either get comfortable with taking photos of yourself. People are so, they're drawn to faces. So if you can produce a photo that has your face or someone else's face in it, humans naturally love to see other humans. That's just fact. Otherwise, get you get good at it yourself, meaning invest in a ring light, invest in good lighting, go out at golden hour, which is usually like sunset, right? Put on good outfits. Make sure if you're, you know, if you like to wear makeup or you want to wear a specific shirt that makes you feel confident, do all the things to help you yourself feel confident in these photos. Can't does your niece take really good social media photos? Can you hire your niece or can you hire a professional photographer to come and take a group of photos for you that you can use? You've got to invest in what you aren't good at, right? Even if it's just investing in, you know, someone like a niece or a relative who would be willing, you know, for example, I'm thinking of my niece here, she would be happy to do that for a Starbucks gift card, <laughs> right? Or a trip to West Yellowstone, right? Is there something you can do to get your, what you need? Can you ask for help and get out of your own way here and ask for help? Maybe you're not the world's best photographer. Okay, admit it, move on, get the help. You can also use stock photos. I don't 100% recommend stock photos because your feed starts to look like, you know, generic after a while. Like, again, people really want to see your face. They want to hear your story. Um, so you can also use stock photos, though, and then make sure you credit the photographer. There's a website called unsplash.com. U-N-S-P-L-A-S-H.com. Do not go to unsplash.org. Oh my gosh. If the client that I accidentally told to go to unsplash.org is listening and her computer's never been the same because it downloaded a bunch of viruses, here's me apologizing again, by the way. Do not go to unsplash.org. <laughs> I felt so awful. Go to unsplash.com. There's a ton of like stock photography options that are free and you can use them on your social media if you want. And then you just make sure you credit the photographer. Um, so those are just some options for photography. And another tip within this tip that I have for you is when you feel inspired for a post, like say you're working or you're working with a client or something and you feel, or you're like driving down the road, keep notes on your phone or in a notebook, or I even do like voice recordings of what my inspiration is. So you can sit, when you go to like sit down and batch your content, and write some posts out, you can just pull out all of your inspiration. Um, for example, I pulled out the other day, I had an inspirational post for like something that happened to me um, when I was at the soccer game the other day. And someone was talking to me um, about a service they had gotten for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could totally make a post about that, right? Perfect time to post, perfect inspiration. But 
I'm at the soccer game and I have three kids, right? So how am I going to bust out a post right then? I'm not. But I did make a mental note and a physical note in my phone of like, hey, I can bust this out later. Don't forget about this. Because if you're like me and you have three kids and you're working full time and running a side business, your brain's not going to remember everything. So do yourself a solid and keep good notes. Be a good note taker. I'm always saving ideas for later. Um, and that's been a lifesaver, especially when I go to do this batching of content. Same thing when I'm doing marketing for BLDC headwaters, right? I have a whole folder in my inbox of like, oh, let's post about this. Oh, let's include that in the newsletter. Like I'm constantly just get develop an eye for what might make good content um, in your business. You know, when a company is looking at coming to Butte, they meet with a few people first. BLDC is one of those organizations that they meet with. We exist to help make that process of coming to Butte and selecting Butte for their future business easy, simplistic, and straightforward. This work simply wouldn't be possible without our members, and especially our premier members, Butte Auto Group, St. James, and Northwestern Energy. Thanks for your support. Okay, so that brings me to tip number two which is post-engaging content. Okay, so what the heck is engaging content? Have you ever seen those posts that say things like on Facebook where they're like, what's your favorite pizza order from Silverwell Pizza? And you're scrolling and for some reason there's a bazillion comments and likes and then there's like people arguing back and forth. That's considered an engaging post. You literally can ask questions like that or post about cats and or something that's polarizing like where people are going to be commenting or arguing with each other not that i'm saying like start a fight on facebook right but the out the face the way that these platforms work is these posts are important is because you're teaching the algorithm that your posts are engaging and engaging posts keep people on their platform longer that's the goal of the platform what does Facebook want at the end of the day? They want people to spend more time on Facebook so that they can serve more ads, so that they can make money. This, that's a business too, right? So when you are a content creator, when you're a person creating a post that keeps someone stuck on Facebook, they're like, yeah, we're going to give that person a leg up because they're always keeping people on the platform. So you want to create posts that are engaging. So you could literally ask people, red pe- is it, do you want to paint your house? Red or blue? Pick a color, go. Tell me what you would do. <laughs> it's totally arbitrary. Probably has nothing to do with your business. But what you're doing with those types of posts is you're teaching the algorithm that you, though your business, can keep people on the platform. I also think it's important to note that your personal Facebook account and your Facebook business account, like Facebook business page are two separate accounts. And a lot of people ask, should I be posting on my personal account? I mean, it's personal preference, but why not? You are your business, right? If you want to also post about your business on your personal account, I say do it. I do all the time. That's personal preference. Some people don't want to mix business and personal but I honestly don't see how you can go wrong with it and we all know those people who become obsessed with what their business is and that's all they're posting about I don't think anybody wants to be like that 
But at the same time, a thoughtful injection of who you are into your personal account is always great. So you want to be teaching the algorithm that your post should be served first. And you do that by creating engaging posts. Um, Some ideas for this are asking people, let's just say crowdsourcing from people. So for example, maybe you're debating about a feature for one of your services and you aren't sure. Honestly, perfect Facebook question. Should I offer this in my facial treatments? I was thinking about adding you know, a a nice relaxing essential oil at the end. What do you guys think? I mean, I guarantee you're going to have 15 people on there that are like, oh, do this oil. It's my favorite. No, don't do that oil. No, is it cost extra? Like you're going to get the gamut of responses, but that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get people to engage with your posts. You could also literally post something about like cats or dogs, which one's your favorite? Go and get people to engage that way. has nothing to do with your business. It's a fun post, but it's a way to up your engagement. If you're on Instagram and you follow certain accounts and all of a sudden they're randomly posting content about, oh, look at this heartwarming story of a mom and a, you know, saving a puppy out of a window. And somehow you got sucked into this video for the last like two minutes of your life and you'll never get that back. But why do you think that person is posting that? Celebrities do this all the time, especially um, certain accounts. For some reason, I follow Viola Davis. She's one of my favorite actresses. And she's always posting these heartwarming stories. And I'm like, why do you think she does that? Her marketing person isn't stupid. They know that I'm going to get sucked into whatever heartwarming story that is. And I'm going to end up commenting, oh my gosh, I have faith in humanity restored, right? Well, maybe I don't comment that, but you hear, you get the point. You don't have to post about your business all the dang time. In fact, you shouldn't be posting about strictly business. I would encourage to keep your posts light and fluffy. And so creating that engaging content and bonus points here, if you can create an engaging post about your business, aka like what I was saying earlier about people giving their two cents on what you should do in your business. Does that mean you have to verbatim do what the crowd said? No, but you also, if you post this kind of post, you get the level of engagement you want on it. You also know, guess what? You just found out what your customers want from you. Boom. That's a pretty powerful um, piece of information. Like that's all you can hope for in that is now you know exactly what your people want. Can't go wrong with asking questions like that. Okay. My last tip, quit. Tip number three. Quit making your posts mean something. (laughs) Have you ever posted something and been like, oh my gosh, nobody liked it. And then you like deleted it or you decided I'm just not going to, this isn't for me. I'm not going to post for a while. Or you like kept checking it to see why is nobody liking it? Oh my gosh. I want you to really challenge yourself here. How many times, I want you to think about your last session on social media. Okay. At what point did you know that there's a thing, there's a phenomenon called scroll fatigue, meaning you might really love someone's post, but by the end of your scrolling, you don't like things anymore or you stop engaging. Okay. That's a well-documented phenomenon. And so one of the things that might be happening with your post, like hypothetically say it only got like two likes, people might have seen it, but not liked it. Does that make sense? I call those people uh, lurkers and there's a, you know, that is a term that I learned from one of the, my marketing teachers, um, that I took a course from, but lurkers, 
there are people who are always seeing your stuff, but maybe not interacting with it for whatever reason. Maybe their toddler spilled a cup. They might remember you have a sale and actually show up at your sale. But you would have no record of that on, on Facebook because they didn't actually like your post or comment on your post or save your post, but they're showing up anyways. And you, the real thing, like, you can only get so many metrics from Facebook. The truth is, you have no idea what somebody saw or didn't see or what they liked and didn't like. You actually have no clue. So to attach meaning to your post, meaning, oh my gosh, my posts suck or they don't suck, is pretty... It's a big thing you're doing in your head. And really, I want you to get to the point where you just release attachment to what the post is. And really, you can't know if if a strategy or a post type is working for you until you've done it for about, I would say, three to six weeks. Then you can go back and look at the data and go, oh my gosh, the ones with my face in it, those posts seem to outperform the other posts, right? You, you really can't know until you've tried a few things and you've got to just try. So you cannot make your post mean something, okay? If you hear crickets for three weeks straight on your posts, all right, time to change it up. Guess what you just learned? That's not how you post. Still a very, just because it's not the perfect way to post and you didn't get it the first time, doesn't mean you didn't just learn something about what your audience likes and what your style of posting is. Because here's the other thing. You can use ChatGPT to write your posts, but if it seems ingenuine and it's not coming from you, people can smell that a mile away. One of the other things about being on social media and making your post mean something is you've got to be authentic, okay? If you, you've got to find your, your flair and you've got to figure out how to use your voice. That's a very real part of finding your presence on social media. And so you've got to just quit making things mean, mean things. They don't. It really doesn't matter. So you made a post and nobody liked it. Honestly, what would my dad say? Water off a duck's back. <laughs> Meaning, let it roll off of you. Try again. Go on the next day. Yes, I heard that saying a lot growing up, by the way. Always pops in my head. Water off a duck's back. You're resilient. You're going to keep going. It's not even going to like get in through the layers of feathers, right? You can do this. How many times... Have you gotten, it's so easy to get negative about your posts, like in your own head, when you're like, especially when the nature of social media is, oh, somebody liked or didn't like it. Like when you think about that, like in your brain, it's like, am I being liked? No, people didn't like me. I mean, it's literally like, just hear that for a second. And it's like, ouch, it brings you back to elementary school a little bit, right? Where you're like, I don't know if people like me or not. And the real truth is you're just figuring out how to do social media. Let yourself be a learner. Let yourself be the beginner. Try all the different things you can think of. Maybe videos are your way of posting and reaching people. Maybe posting a picture of yourself is the best way. Maybe posting funny videos is your way on social media. I don't know. And you won't know until you have tested and tried and done the things. Bonus tip Again, back to that nervous system regulation. Train yourself to feel safe posting and being seen and it will become second nature. So what does that look like? Very quickly here, I would encourage you to Google this challenge called the garbage post challenge. You're going to find it. Again, it's one of my teachers by Simone Soul. Basically, she teaches you how to train your nervous system 
to feel safe posting. And that is by posting whatever it is that comes to your mind as fast as you can post it every day for 30 days. And I, let me tell you this, you like in the challenge, you can't delete posts and you can't spend more than like a minute or like five minutes on them. I can't remember the whole like parameters off the top of my head. But give yourself permission to do this sort of challenge, right? Where you're just, what you're doing in that is you're getting yourself feeling safe doing it. You're getting yourself feeling safe with not being perfect. You're getting yourself feeling safe with putting your ideas out there and letting go. Again, tip number three, not making your posts mean something. Okay, thanks for listening today. And don't forget, BLDC is in the middle of our membership drive. And you don't want to miss out on being a 2023 member because did you know that if you become a member, even at our lowest membership level, you get first dibs on the chance to be featured on a podcast episode? What? A whole episode dedicated to you and your business. What? How about that for marketing? Go to bldc.net and click on Member Center to become a member today. And if you are a member and you're listening, you're like, okay, Kayla, I didn't know about that. That's not our member in our member benefits packet. Well, yeah, it's not because I didn't put it. I didn't update the PDF yet as of August 23rd. So this is a new feature we have out, and it's actually a really exciting feature because guess who could talk business all day in a podcast? I'm sure you guessed it, me. And I think one of the most valuable things that we as business owners can do is share what's worked for us and what hasn't worked for us. So I want to learn your story. I want to see how your story can help other people. And that's what we'll feature on the podcast. Stories, man. That's what we as humans love to listen to. So thank you for listening to this story today. And I will catch you next time.